Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey you guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And each week I find someone of interest to talk about it with. But this week is our daily San Diego Comic Con blog pods. And if you can't hear it in my voice, I am clinging to life. We just experienced the best day ever. (laughs) Like, the best. You know, some people might say... The only thing would make it better if they showed the whole film, but that's too much in one day. We would exploded, and we need to save things to look forward to. And I am waiting for an Uber. We totally slept in because we had about two hours sleep in the uh, in the line waiting to get into Hall H yesterday. So it's eleven forty-five, and we're waiting for our Uber. And then we're gonna drink the most nourishing coffees that have ever been made by the good people at Starbucks. And it's going to be great. And we're here with Jacqueline, or Juklin, and she's just laying down. Um, how are you feeling to get back in there? I'm exhausted, but I'm excited to walk the floor. I'm very exhausted. How was yesterday? Amazing. Do you want to take back anything you may have screamed into the microphone yesterday? No. Oh, that I was cancelling the wedding? Did I say that? I think a couple times. Oh, sorry. The wedding's still on. Yay, everyone. I'm still getting married. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, we were just... Jackie was a bit concerned that it was all downhill from here and nothing could compete with <laughs> Harrison Ford kissing Carrie Fisher in front of Mark Hamill. Such a gentleman. And then JJ taking us all to the most unbelievable party of all... Like. Like, it was just, un- how did it happen? What a guy. And as we, we spoke to the lady last night, it's been planned for six months. So, again, I take back everything I say about the Comic-Con scheduling. They had a plan. In- I told you. That's what I said. I said there has to be a reason, whether it's, like, scheduling the guests or something that they have planned. Yeah, but scheduling the guests, that's, to me, that's just like, you know, it's a, it's a billion-dollar movie. Just wake yeah. up. So you would rather it be at 9.30 but not have all of the originals? Oh, yeah, but it's just like, what else have you got to do? This is the biggest job of the decade for you. So get there. But anyway, that's not what it was. It was because for six months they'd been planning this amazing surprise. So I am now... I will defend JJ to the death. I've, I've got full faith in this movie. He's... He just knows what he's doing. The, the the clip that's now online, the behind-the-scenes clip. Come on. Come on. I'm without words. But uh, let's get the Uber. Let's get a coffee. And let's get back. to the masquerade. That's what our plan is for today. 
and also the what are we going to in I want to go to the Marvel Comics panel uh, to hear about new Star Wars stuff. And then maybe if the uh, line isn't too big, we'll go to 20th Century Fox to see the X-Men announcement. But I'm not doing a major line again. <laughs> um, and, and, and why line up for something that's not going to be anything like that? And we want to go back to the Ascension Cafe and see what it is this year. Did we ever report back to the listeners on Ascension and what happened? Like, the first couple of episodes were so good, and then it just turned. I feel like we did on something. But the Uber driver's almost here, so um, it's, uh, yeah. And we just, I am... You're like Conan reporting every day from Comic-Con. He's doing this too. See you in a bit. Alright you guys, it is 1.20, we're in on the Comic-Con floor in the Lucasfilm Pavilion, and Juklin... I have questions. We are in front of a bookcase, a glass case, that has got the Force Awakens novel in it. Would you start reading it now? No, absolutely not. However, I might read it after the film, but I'm very by the rules. I want to know who wrote it, has JJ approved it... What is happening? Like, is this expanded universe? Is it official? Is it in order? Is it in line? I don't okay. want to go outside the lines. You do realise it's it's not actually oh, the Force yeah, Awakens book inside. It's just a fake cover. No, I'm yeah. very aware. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, who's Alan okay. Dean Foster? I don't know I'm who he is. I'm glad you asked. Who's he approved by? Alan Dean Foster wrote the original adaption of the too. Star Wars movie for the Star Wars novel oh in 1977. Oh my god, look behind you. Look behind you. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, an eight foot Wookiee behind me. Sorry, podcast interrupted. Alright. Is it doing wacky stuff? Yeah. Uh, I may have... I got it. Okay. I hit the wrong button. Sorry. To go back. There's a bunch of people waiting. So. Okay, we'll try. Yeah. Thanks. I'll let these other people. Oh, jump in, jump, jump in. Oh. 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 Amazing. We're getting photos of Chewy. cute and cuddly but I think he's on stilts so I didn't want to hug him too hard just in case yeah I, he must be on stilts um, yeah so Alan Dean Foster did the original novelisation and it's very much approved by J.J. Abrams it is okay good then I'm happy and to J.J. Abrams credit it doesn't get released it gets released digitally the day after the film comes out oh yeah you and then the novel no doesn't come out till like January yeah right People but they, can't no, be trusted. Yeah, but then I'm nervous. Like, do I start reading that, or do I have to go back and read the other novels? And is it's it the, the same novel. author? No, it's the novel of the book. 
It's the novel of the movie. Yeah, I know. But, but that's not the first movie. You know how I am. I have to be in order. But you've seen the other movies. Yeah, but I haven't read the books. So then I'm reading the books out of order. Like, it just infuriates me that people will be like, for example, they'll watch Harry Potter, but they'll just jump in at number three. God, I thought I had a lot of mental issues. Yeah, it has to be alphabetized, in order, listed, approved. That's how I am. Also, can we just talk about the, the little itty-bitties and also the mugs, the Han and Leia, the I love you, I know? All right, yeah, so we just went to the Hallmark booth and looked at all the cool yeah. gifts. They're out we now. Want those the lady said they're out now. Yeah, we're going to get them. Because our wedding rings are going to have I love you, I know. Oh, are we allowed to discuss? The ongoing battle between us is who gets the I love you and who gets the I know. All right, well, you guys chime in with who you think should get yeah, which. Yeah, because obviously you're Han and you say I know to me, so then I should have the I know. And then I say I love you to you, so you should have the I love you. This woman should be a lawyer. But don't you agree? No. So you... Why do you want I know? Because you say it. Yeah. But you're saying it to me. And then I suggested that we both have, like, the whole thing, but Steele was like, no, we can't do that. So we need to solve this. We have six months. The wedding's back off. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, now, also the mugs. Who gets which mug? I get the Han Solo one. You get the I want the Han Solo one. Oh, the wedding is now double off. We need two good things to happen to get what it back on. we both have the Han mug? No! Well, what if we switch it up? Like, one morning I have Han and one morning I have Leia. Oh. Um, we'll battle about this later. Let's keep looking around. Okay. Okay, it's about three o'clock at the Marvel Comics panel and about to ask a question. All right, well, you guys are doing an amazing job. Thank you all so much. You make my one set. Who's that? Who's that? Hello. Hey guys, I've got a Star Wars question. I'm coming into comics through the new canon and just started picking up all the Marvel comics and uh, it's a lot of fun to read. Go to my bookshelf every week. It's, uh, I uh, understand now why everyone's uh, so happy to be in the room. Um, I'm wondering... Uh, thank you. Um, oh, and also, if there's a Jedi in Guardians of the Galaxy... Horse heads in all your beds, by the way. <laughs> Just you make that sound like a bad <laughs> I don't judge your lifestyle, you don't judge mine. I'm wondering, like, comics uh, and comic fans are used to reboots, and for Star Wars fans, we've just had our kind of first one of, of the canon. And I'm wondering if you guys, when you plan out the stories, that makes you tread more careful that we've sort of been assured that we've got a long time to enjoy this one storyline. And, like, with things like Darth and Luke uh, already meeting that sort of, in a way, kind of lessens the impact of, like, the films, like, of of Luke uh, confronting Darth on Bespin and... Just things like that. If, and, and, and also, as a second question, which is kind of nerdy, but we're at Comic-Con. Um, you, you're a really deep dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm tall. That's bad. Um, 27 questions for you to answer concisely, please. Let me start with the macro, um, and then we'll talk to Darth. <laughs> if you care to chime in. Um, 
we've worked very closely with the Lucasfilm Story Group. Uh, a group of us editors, uh, CB, myself, Jordan White, Kieran, and Jason all go to San Francisco Lucasfilm two, three times a year to sit down with them for two days and store them to go through story possibilities. It's at those meetings that the first arcs for both of these books started um, that we came up with the concept driving Vader down. And it is a challenge, without a doubt, because we, we're, there's one timeline and we need to stick to it and we need to honor that. Um, but that said, I, mean, I think the results show in the books. We're getting so many compliments from people. Who, and one of the greatest compliments is, you know, you know, I had a movie director come up to me and say, I thought those books were gonna suck. And I absolutely love them, because he, he thought that they would be irrelevant, and he sees how vital and relevant they are. And, and again, that's a testament to everybody who sits at the table. So if you want to talk more specifically. I mean, like, um, as Axel sort of lays out, <clears throat> we're aware of what can't happen. That's it. One of the people often ask me, is it difficult to, like, that you know where this is going to end? You know, is that a problem? And that's not a problem, that's a major advantage. Because since you know what the story of Darth and Luke and Leia and, you know, Han is between the movies, like, you know where we left them, we know where we pick them up. There's an implied story there. So anytime you make a decision that doesn't feel right, as in there's no way that Han would do this if he ends up here, we can self-correct, you know? That's the thing, we have a very strong magnetic north. Um, and that kind of uh, feeds into what you asked specifically, how do we have the meetings? Like, is this an acceptable meeting? Does this story break later meetings? And, you know, we, we analyse it. We very much, we don't have Luke and Darth bumping each other all the time. We did it early on. And later on, how we do it, we very much carefully measuring what they are. And all the interactions are kind of like, does this break it? I mean, you know, the easiest one is the fact, you know, Luke's blind when he fights um, Bobber, you know? Mm -hmm. It's because, you know, that's why he doesn't recognise it. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we are hyper aware of what we are serving a larger canon. And working the story group lets us really kind of like get that. There's a kind of a weird sense to do. I'm going to be pretentious for a second. This is like symphonic writing, because you know, we come to them with ideas, and they mention, oh yeah, this other, this other project over here is doing this, and we can do soft like links, there's some, like stuff we are seeding, uh, which appears elsewhere in the canon, and I think like, if the people are really, really big Star Wars fans, we take a lot of the canon, I'll sort of see what... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Doing it's really sort of unprecedented. Okay. All right, um, sorry, go With the, uh, the I've, I've gotten to speak to the Lucas Story Group a little bit myself uh, for, for Lando and so on, and I will say that those conversations are very, very fun because they're basically the conversations I've been having with my, my brothers and sisters since I was about six years old. Uh, but they're with the real the real deal. You know, they're, they're, every once in a while you get a comment like, well, you know. Are you saying your brothers and sisters are not the real deal, Charles? <laughs> uh, none of them are here, so. Um, but, uh, you know, they'll say things like, well, you know, I'm not sure George actually saw it that way. And, you know, it's Lucas, you know, and it's, it's a very, uh, it's kind of a humbling and it really, it's a blast. I really have had a good time with that part of it. All right, cheers. Thanks, guys. 
All right, you guys, uh, we are on the, the uh, convention floor. It's about 6.30. It's uh, wrapping up at 7. I'm, I've just bumped into Tristan, and uh, we're looking at the... Uh, what are these even called, Tristan? Uh, these are the Tamashi Nations um, vinyl figures from uh, Bluefin. Um, they've got the uh, Dark Vader and the Stormtrooper for sale right now, but what really caught my attention was the uh, Imperial Guard, uh, which does not come out until 2016. Um, so price is still to be determined, but um, it's definitely a good set. Um, if you're looking to start a new collection, um, definitely check out Tamashi Nations. Yeah, so it's like um, like a ancient, like a samurai like reinterpretation of Star Wars right, figures. Yeah, so so it's, you- it's a blend of the Japanese culture with the Star Wars universe. So it's definitely um, you know trying to uh, attract. A niche market uh, mm. it definitely attracted my attention. So, um, you know, if you're into that, definitely check it out. And the details just insane. It's amazing. I mean, I'm I'm into the Japanese culture, and, and when I saw the samurai swords, I was just like, damn, <laughs> samurai lightsaber sword. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So now. You were in the panel yesterday. Yes, yes, I was. And we briefly talked about it, just and that's when I said, "Oh, let's do, let's just do a quick podcast thing." And you, as we, you were talking about the uh, the behind the scenes clip, mm-hmm. and you said to me, it, "Just talking about it gives me goosebumps." Dude, yeah. And then look at this. And then I go, "I've got them too." So we had just yeah. just recounting it. What what stood out to you the most? Um. Basically, the uh, interview between the the legacy cast was just, I mean, I don't know how to describe it. You know, it's just one of those things, it's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience, you know. And and the fact that you get to see Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford all, like, right in front of you and just talking about the original uh, episodes, that was just, you know, it was a lot to take in, but... One thing that got me was when Harrison came out, which was just amazing, mm-hmm. just amazing. Yeah. Um, and we were just going mental, and just this ovation that kept going. And then he sort of got choked up himself before he talked. It was like, like for I don't know. We've got we we don't know Harrison Ford, but mm-hmm. our image of him is a bit of a curmudgeon. He hasn't been involved in Star Wars right. for you know thirty. I think maybe he signed some limited edition giant mm-hmm. Millennium Falcons back in the day but yeah. that's pretty much it right. but to see him sort of get choked up was oh yeah and, and uh, actually one of the um, audience uh, asked you know how's your foot yeah. and Harrison Ford you know you know it's okay <laughs> and he even said oh thanks for your concern you know and, and I think that got him a little choked up as well um, but yeah I mean I'm looking forward to the movie uh at the end of this year, I mean, I can't wait. And when they, um, the three of them were talking about how awkward it is that Luke kissed Leia, oh. that was the best. I'm yeah. like, hey man, you're biting my comedy podcast. That's what we normally talk about, how weird it is that they, yeah, it was just like, yeah. that was um, so cool to see him talk about that. And then yeah. the, um, the party, like, what? Oh like, my God. What? San Diego Symphony, like, took the whole original score to another level and the fireworks was just a nice finish um so it it was definitely you know that was an added bonus and i'm not sure if you've heard but funko who does the little squash down figures that are like every license in the world they had a party last night and they were throwing out 
you know, they were giving out things and it caused quite a, like a girl got her arm broken. It was a horrible scene. Like, it was really bad. Oh, wow. And um, compare that to the Lucasfilm thing. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone had a little ticket to get a free lightsaber. And it was just the most civil, happy, and just the way everyone walked over Mm -hmm. very, like, orderly. And they really... Like, as far as just the logistics of planning it out, it was, like, like everything about that day was, like, how do we get a better day than that? Exactly. I mean, I was impressed with the way, you know, they carried the whole situation. I mean, they moved 7,000 people from one place to another, and there were no accidents, you know, you didn't hear any negative press about it. I mean, everything was just great, you know, it's just... And the vibe of everyone holding up lightsabers. Yeah, and it I was. Mean, I, I got some video footage of everyone just like, you know, yeah. um, dancing to the, to the music. And it was just unreal. Yeah. I want to relive it, but, you know, for now I'll have to look back <laughs> at my photos and videos. But, yeah, it was definitely a good good way to it was great and I felt so bad because on the podcast I'd been bitching about like how why are they having it in the afternoon we're gonna sit it through all these panels it's yep. you know it's not cool I can't you know it's Disney can't yeah. we get you know do it in the morning so then we can go to the other you know Star Wars panels and that but right. I spoke to, we interviewed a lady that um, was the stage manager at right. the orchestra and or the, the symphony and she said you know it's been in works for six months yeah. and it was like I now, after seeing that panel, the the creature that walked out from the uh, the Amaze video, seeing the behind the scenes clip, and like the one thing I questioned was, why is it at five thirty? Why are you doing this? And then finding out why, like in JJ, we trust. We cannot like this could be the best Star Wars film ever. Hey, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I came into this panel with a very low expectation. I mean, they were so secretive about the panel that we didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, Entertainment Weekly even said that they may not even release any new footages. Well, they came out and said there's no footage. Yeah. No exactly. trailer, no footage. Exactly. And so when they came out with that short reel, I mean, everyone just lost it in the crowd. Yeah, know? well, my friend Dominic, for who does the uh, Star Wars Underworld podcast, he was like, well, there was no new footage. And I'm like, no, we saw there were scenes. And he goes... Yeah, but it wasn't color corrected. I'm like going, screw you, man. <laughs> we were in the panel. You weren't. Oh, no, he was, oh, he he was, was sitting okay, next okay. to me. <laughs> but he was like, he goes, well, that's not new footage from the film. And I'm like, dude. And he's like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay. it was, wow, could you get any more excited? And, you know, it was no more than you could ask. And, you know, some people might say, play the film. That would have made it. And it's like, no, 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 we need... Let's let's savor this, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, see what we get at the uh, the D twenty three, the Disney thing, and yeah. but it's gonna be good, man. I know, I can't wait, I can't wait. So, and we are just two grinning idiots in the middle of the convention. <laughs> hey, man, just trying to share the uh, Star Wars happiness. So, you know, uh, are you on uh, like Twitter or Instagram, or Facebook that people can uh, hit you up or we can tag you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, my my tag is where the hell is Tristan. <laughs> Um, and I'm on Facebook as well, uh, Tristan Orlino. So, sweet as man. Have a great rest of the convention. Likewise, thank you. Cheers, man. Cheers. Hey, you guys. I hope you enjoyed the Saturday 
events from Comic-Con. We are getting very tired, but we're having so much fun. Um, We went to the Masquerade, and you guys have to check out the on the Facebook page. I'll put up this amazing video, this insanely funny performance that uh, one of the Masquerade groups did for Star Wars. You are going to love this. A lot of traffic around here. Now, um, yeah, so get on uh, the Facebook page if you search Steel Wars. That will come up. And I'll also post uh, a little bit of it on the Instagram at Steel Wars. And I'll link to it at Steel Wars on Twitter. But it is such a funny Star Wars musical featuring J.J. Uh, Abrams. And it's, it's, it's ace. So, uh, a bit of sizzle to get you guys over to the Facebook page and click like. It really helps our uh, appearance to potential guests to have your support. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go on about too much, but we are, you know, staying up late getting these episodes done and, and recording and stuff. So, just a, uh, a, just a tiny bit of support by way of a like uh, is so appreciated. And, of course, a sweet five-star review on iTunes is so helpful, and the way iTunes works, you only see the reviews that are in your country. So, if you are in a uh, not in Australia, we need your reviews even more. So it looks like we're doing something because when someone in Venezuela checks our iTunes page, we probably have no reviews. So Venezuelans get to it, and of course. America, Canada, England, Japan, all over the world, Zimbabwe, where you at, where you at. Now, um, I've been getting a lot of messages while I've been at Comic-Con about people wanting to support the podcast financially. That is awesome. You know, I um, it, the way, you know, podcasting can become a thing and more permanent is through micropayments. Lots of people chipping in a tiny amount and... Uh, that's how it hopefully works. So, what I'm going to do to uh, assist that, of course, we've got the t-shirts. We've got the Wear Home t-shirt and the Lucas 1138. You can get a link to buy those through the Steel Wars website, and that is steelwars.com. But I'm going to put up on Bandcamp our long-awaited release of our Star Wars commentary. Now, myself and uh, three of the funniest comedians in Melbourne and Australia, uh, Bart Freebarn, Tegan Higginbotham, and the legend himself, Greg Fleet, did a commentary of Star Wars in front of a live audience, and it was pretty fun uh, such a fun time and you can uh you know buy the download it's going to be two dollars fifty and then you can watch star wars and turn down the sound on star wars uh put your headphones in or just crank up your uh, laptop or stereo or ipod ipad you know how to play an audio file i don't know what's going on and um you can listen to us riff over star wars it's uh we had there's so many laughs in there and it's also a way for you to just express your thanks and provide a micro payment to uh, keep the podcast going and uh, I'd really appreciate that. So, that will be up in uh, hopefully by the time uh, this episode is up. So, check that out on Bandcamp and you can get a link to that through steelwars.com. Thanks so much, you guys. I hope you're enjoying the coverage. We've got one more day to go and then sadly, it's all over. May the force be with you.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.